Hey everyone, I'm Halise Beast, a digital storyteller and video producer. And I'm Mr. Halise, and surprisingly, I like Tempranillo wines. Do you? Oh right, we've figured that well, out. Well, good ones, I guess. Ooh, there you go. And this is the Beast Cast, your favorite aunt and uncle talking about married life mm. and things like such as, you good? Roll the music. So we know we're going to be on trend or whatever uh, and talk about it. This B. Smith and her husband situation. Um, it's been going on off and on now for the past couple months. Two months, I guess. Yeah, I think the Washington Post article came out two months ago. But since then, well, he posted on social media. Right. Back then, in November, December, something like that. OK. And then that kind of like the next wave hit. You know, right. which I feel a certain type of way about that too. But, you know, here's my thing. I'm actually bummed that the way I'm learning about this amazing woman is because of this issue. I have never heard of her until this issue. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of bummed about that because it's like, wow, I wish I, like, she just seems like such a role model in general. I wish I had just known of her, like, growing up, you know? But that's neither here nor there. So, so she was a model. Right, so she was a model. And a restaurateur. And a restaurateur. Um, what and did they call among her? Among other things. They called her the black uh, Martha Stewart. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying. Like, it's, she's had a very interesting and, like, capable career. Um, written a few, looks like she's been written a few books, things like that. Um, and has also been married to this man for 26 years. What's his name? Gatsby. I know he he has like Gatsby. a book character name. It's like Gatsby almost. Yeah, it's almost Gatsby like Dan Gatsby. Dan. That's his name. Yeah, and so she has if you for those of y'all who don't know, she's been married to Dan Gatsby, who's also her business partner for like the last 26 years. Yeah, for 26 years or so and she has Alzheimer's. Early onset Alzheimer's no, cuz she, she's it's like d depending on the description, okay. it's like mid and like whatever skill you use, mid to moderate to severe. I mean, oh, okay. I don't know how she's communicating supposedly in one description from Dan. It's like she's a toddler that has the strength of a woman, mm. um, but speaks in gibberish. Yeah, okay. So that's like getting towards the late part of it. So it's a progressive um, illness um, that leads to dementia, which is like the loss of social and, and um, cognitive functioning. Yeah. Um, it's actually the sixth, anywhere between the sixth or the third leading cause of death in the United States. Um, you don't die directly from the disease. You die from like infections or typically pneumonia because you are not able to swallow as much anymore. So you, you aspirate or the food goes into your lungs, bacteria comes with it. And so unfortunately you pass. Interesting. So see, this is another reason why I was like, this actually would be a good topic because I feel like you can probably, I feel like the backlash that is happening, there's definitely understanding for why it's happening, but then I'm also, I am aware a little bit about Alzheimer's because my great, she's technically my great aunt, but to the family, she's my great grandmother died of Alzheimer's. Um, mm. And so at a young age, I was relatively familiar with how gone you truly are. Um, and then, my grandmother either had right she had some form of dementia if not alzheimer's right as well. and so then so there's that that's that's nice 
<laughs> and then also, um, I've had family friends, again, being here in Texas and military and whatnot. Um, as my parents' population is aging and whatnot, I, a lot of them have gotten Alzheimer's in varying stages as well. So I'm relatively familiar in it, but like I love that you're explaining it more from like the medical perspective of what it is, because I think a lot of people actually don't really know. Well, because I'm in, I'm in quality and I'm in, like in cardiology, like my overall knowledge on stuff is a little bit hazy, but like I just want people to understand that you essentially become entirely dependent yeah on somebody else um yeah and there's so there's there's several components to this controversy right one is undeniably a racial component yes from, from others <laughs> definitely from others judging it this I mean, man's relationship it, it don't look good like it just right. doesn't well, look good because he's got a, a white live-in girlfriend yeah and right? it's just like uh, so there's a racial component to it too, but for the most part, it's just betrayal, right? Yeah, um, definitely. I'm hopped up on caffeine and opinionated. That's <laughs> on the internet. I'm like That's the most scary. dangerous person. <laughs> I mean, so it's, and then it's also like, I, oh man, this is tough. You know what I'm saying? Because, well, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, let's break it down by like. Each thing? Each thing. Okay. So, like, racially, what do you think about it? Racially, as a black woman, obviously, I feel a certain type of way. Like, obviously. Like, I can't not feel a certain type of way. And I can check that feeling, for sure, of, like, well, you know you feel that way because, you know, she's mm -hmm. blonde-haired and blue-eyed and, like, the whole situation. So, vegan like... and vegan. And, oh, and vegan, apparently. Okay. So, like, you know, obviously, like, I can't not... I'm not going to deny that I don't feel a certain type of way because I do. Um, and then, but at the same time, would it make it any better if she were not white? No. Let's talk about that relationship a little bit. Cool. Um, supposedly, he is the primary and sole caregiver of B, right? Yeah. Um, the life of a caregiver, I don't know if any of you know, the life of a caregiver is hard. It's hard. Like, I'm a, That's I, why I'm like... Right. Uh, so as cause... a nurse caring for people in the hospital only for a certain period of time, it's exhausting. Caregivers don't, don't, they don't, they don't take a... care of themselves. You oftentimes would have people that had like, oh, my, my husband's at home with dementia. Um, I have to get back to him, but I just had this terrible cough. And it's like, no, you have pneumonia, borderline like sepsis. Like it's in your bloodstream. It's a severe infection. You need to stay overnight. It's like, oh, but my husband, I, I can't. It's like, look, so... Primary caregivers don't often care for themselves, right? They really don't, um, yeah. That impacts their health. It impacts their emotions. It impacts their, their mental um, being, right? And it also alienates you. Because if you're entirely caring for another human being, um, you got to, you know, get them out of bed. You got to bathe them. They're going to fight you for it. Excuse me. Especially if, if they have Alzheimer's or if it's like a, a late um, presentation of it. You got to feed them. They may not be able to um, toilet on their own. Yeah. So you're going to have to go with that. You're going to have to make sure they don't wander. You're going to have to make sure it's a safe space. So it's extremely alienating if you take on that task on your own. For the, like, I guess the, the, like, the closest thing I can say is like, for those of you that maybe have young children, like your toddler, two-year-old, and you know how you have to keep your eyes on them all the time, and then you have to like toddler-proof your house. Imagine doing that before like 
a grown adult who has the strength who has of a grown str- adult yeah and who can it doesn't matter that like they're not two feet tall they're five feet tall they're six feet tall so it's like you need to redirect them all the time yeah so yeah let's just say that this person if dan right mm-hmm. he's in this situation and he actually finds somebody it's like so regardless of their race i'm seeing that he was actually able to find somebody who won accepts the situation that they're in which is another topic yeah but i mean like if you if you are not a caregiver for somebody else and if if you're not in that situation i know because it's like a public figure you feel like you have an opinion about it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're talking about it now so there's a certain level of privilege there but it's like (laughs) well so that's a good point because you're saying like it's none of your business but at the same time he's like because you and I have talked about this before, too. Like, it's that idea of what do you share? Like, you kind of relinquish rights of privacy when you put yourself on a public stage. Like, it's like when you've seen in the past with these Instagram photos where it'll be like a mom kissing her son on the lips or something like that, or like whatever it is. And that opens up this criticism of like, are we kissing kids on the lips? I don't know, you know? Tom Brady kisses his kids on the lips, and it's weird. So, but, so, but see, like... The thing is, like, okay. Stop. You also need to quit football, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so then it's like one of, but Go it's, pants. can I finish I'm the sorry. thought? <laughs> so then it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, if you were just living your life and doing this, whatever, but the fact that you decided to put it on a public forum, like you're kind of relinquishing that right to privacy a little bit because you're putting it on the forum. It'd be one thing if he just had this living girlfriend. Nobody know. Or you're like, not even that nobody know, but you're just not broadcasting it. You know, the fact that he's broadcasting it is kind of like, you know? Well, I mean, like... And why would you broadcast it? I just wouldn't broadcast You're just trying to be... Like I mean, that. that's, that's how people express happiness now. Where it's like, oh, oh I right. want y'all to share in this, like, happy moment that I have. Right? Spill my coffee. And so, mm, I'm spilling all sorts of tea today. <laughs> More like coffee. Oh, I got it. I mean, so... Like, let's address the racial part of it now, too. And it's like, oh, well, you're dating a white woman. First off, they live in the Hamptons. So if they're, you know, I'd be like, oh, I mean, of course he is. He's in the Hamptons, you know, <laughs> like geographically. Well, I mean, but like. Like if you're in Telluride, you think you're going to find a black woman in Telluride? No. no. <laughs> anyway, so this it's kind of like, for one thing, it's like, I mean, they live in the Hamptons. So. Uh. And even then, she, she actually doesn't live in the Hamptons. She commutes in from Manhattan. I mean, so <laughs> I know details because of this Washington Post article. <laughs> so I, I know he he says that most of the uproar is about race, and then other people are like, "No, it's not about race. It's like a betrayal of the marriage." But it's it's, it's twofold. You cannot talk about one without talking about the other. Okay. Anyway. Hey everyone, thank this you. This is what she deals with. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you with me? <laughs> Thanks for watching. The, oh, excuse me. Thank you for watching slash listening to this podcast. Um, we love having you. We love having you. Thank you for stopping by. A yeah. few things, though, a few announcements. Y'all probably already know the drill. Like, share, subscribe if you're new here. We try to put these podcasts out every week. So, like, share, subscribe. If you're listening to us on Anchor or wherever you're listening to us, please Which rate is now us. now Spotify. Oh, right. They've been acquired. Wherever you get your podcast from. Wherever you get your podcast from. Be sure to rate us. Yes, please rate us. That helps a lot. 
Um, and then also for those of y'all watching here on YouTube, please let the ads play. That really helps us out. Um, we know that ads can be ridiculous at times. So, you know, if today's that day where you just got to skip it, respect. Skip it. Uh, but if you have the capacity to sit through the ad, you're the best real MVP. Um, and then what else is there? Oh, if you want to take it a step further, consider supporting this podcast and slash this channel on Patreon, patreon.com slash there uh you can give whatever your heart desires and set a monthly max for yourself um and that really helps us out we are trying to upgrade our microphones so that way we can be a little more mobile with the show so <laughs> and we, we don't have to do this yeah that sounds weird yeah it probably does, does sound, sound weird. weird yes it looks weird for sure yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, for those of y'all listening, he's like talking into my mic, leaned over awkwardly. Um, yeah, so that would really help if the spirit moves you. And that's it. Back to the podcast. I mean, if he if he was like sick of black women, so it's like you're with a black woman, but now you're betraying the black woman. Like, I feel like that's kind of more where it's about. Ah, okay. And I mean, again, Maybe, talking, I mean, I don't know. Talking sure. about like a mildly melanated person, right? right? It's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, like, how could you do that? You're doing that like on the empire that she built in her house that she still lives in and she ain't dead. And it's like, yeah, but she ain't B anymore. Yeah, she's not. So that's herself. She's not who. Yeah. There's a component about like letting go because I know Whoopi Goldberg was like, oh, I know her. She's a friend of mine and I didn't need to see that video of her. Why don't you want to confront the fact that your friend is actually going through that? It's yeah. like, why don't you confront the fact that humans age and have disease progressively? And it's like, why don't you want to confront your own mortality? Or like not be selfish and think about the life that she's living and the life that he's living. It's tough, man, because I am like, caregiving is, I just, I do keep coming back to that, how hard caregiving is. Because I do have family friends whose spouses, yeah, had ended up dying from complications due to dementia and Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. and they were their spouse's caregiver. And, you know, they would come over or I would be at their house and see, even just for an hour to see essentially the life that they have now with that person caring for them. And it's... I mean, where could she be? It's... Man, it's not... Where could, where could she be instead of home? She could just be like with a permanent caregiver in like a you know in a home an assisted living yeah in assisted living of some kind. And so he could have just shelved her, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah, and then also well, then that's a good point. If he shelves her right and puts her in a home essentially, um, how is that not the same? Because then he's just still out living his life, and now he's not even like I don't know. So I feel like had he done that, and then not gotten the marriage annulled, and then still be. We'll use the phrase like it's loaded, but gallivanting with this white woman. Right. Living his True. best um, whatever life. Mm -hmm. That's a completely different picture than the fact that he still cares for her. Because um, it is, I, I still feel like there's a component of letting go. It's like, oh, you, you don't want to let go of that person because you have memories because they still look the same. Yeah. But they're not the same anymore. They really aren't. It's like, it's not, it's not the same person and you, it's, you just can't have the same expectations anymore. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve the dignity of a, of a human being. Of course. Which, 
like part of that is like being or living as a wife or whatever, but I don't. Also, the thing too, like if we really want to take it there of like living as a wife, you know what I mean? Like if we really want to go there, she can't consent to anything anymore. You would say like the core of the argument would be that emotionally she's being harmed, right? Uh-huh. Because of the, he's quote unquote being unfaithful, right? right. But she doesn't know herself or her situation anymore. Yeah. So it's just like there's, are you betraying the spirit of the relationship? Mm. But it's like he still loves her and he shows that by caring for her. Right. I mean, there's plenty of people in monog- in non-monogamous, like polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. They're all consenting, but like the whole thing is about consent. Yeah. You can't have sex with, I mean, this is a gross comment, but it's like, you cannot have sex with her without That's consenting. That's what I was, that was what I meant. That's what you meant? That was where I was going with it. Like, if you want to take it all the way there of like, she's his wife, like, he, she can't, he can't gain consent from her to do anything anymore. Right. So it's like, on the one hand, was he fitting to do? So, I mean. Was he fitting to do? <laughs> and if people are are bent out of shape about it and they said, okay, well, you're so opinionated about this. Like, how would you feel if you were cognitive, cognitively impaired? And yeah, that was, what, was that was what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Going to be dating somebody else. My worst fear is not having control of my mental faculties anymore. Like that is my, aside from heights, like <laughs> the worst outcome that I could think of myself is having dementia, mm. losing my memories, losing who I am and then becoming a burden. Um, again, these are, I'm not saying that all people who have dementias or who are disabled or are impaired are burdens to their families or society. But I'm just saying that if I was in that situation, I would not want to burden you. Mm. So I would want you to move on. So burpy. Sorry. We had breakfast tacos this morning <laughs> and they're coming up to say hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would legitimately want you to move on. Like I would not want you to be tied down. Yeah. Because I don't, that's, my my time is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could. I mean, I would be. Like, sp- with you living, like, in that, I don't think I could do, I could be a Gatsby. And, like, yeah. I'm caring for you and stuff. You would. And there was, like, someone else around. Like, I didn't, uh. I mean, you would make me DNR, like, do not resuscitate. And I would be, like, the first sign that I can go, like, you would just need to let me go. Because, I mean, like, if I don't know what I'm doing anymore and I just, like, right, I'm not yeah, who I am. You've ceased to have. And this is so interesting because remember there's a, is it a Radiolab episode? Where they talk about where they talk about medical professionals and how a lot of them yep. do not want invasive things done to them. Um, like they don't want CPR. Cracks your ribs. Yeah, they don't want um, intubation. Intubation. That scratches the hell out of your airways and also increases your risk of infection. They don't want um, what was the other one? What are the like the other intervention things? Um, like open like depending on the type of surgery, they don't want it. They're like, mm, if it's getting to the point where the sur- this type of surgery is necessary, it's time for me to go, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of medical professionals are like that. You included. I, I remember, like, once you got through nursing school and stuff, you were like, yeah, nah, I don't want this done to me. I don't want this done well, to me. Well, at a certain age. 
Because, like, right now, I'm, well, yeah, I'm full sure. code. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, you're like, once I hit a certain age and things are starting to just break down, accept that things are starting to break down and say goodbye. And I was just like... And I mean, all this is easier said than done from a rational perspective, right? Well, and, and so that's why a lot of people, a lot of medical professionals also have all of it in writing. So that way, yeah, they don't have to wait for a family member to make that call. Because once you are in those situations, it is hard you're as a emotional. family. You're emotional. You're not yeah, rational. you're emotionally compromised. You can't make that decision from a rational space. And so, you know... Stepping aside from B in his situation, I understand, I understand like all aspects involved with that because caregiving is a lot. Seeing someone that you spent so much of your life with, like the woman he spent his life with is gone. She's not there anymore, you know? And so it's like, how do you, yeah, it's kind of like what you said. It's like honoring the spirit of her but she is gone well so and that's a harsh it's a harsh truth to sit with and like literally see every day how much she's gone she's not there but no one else is living with that pain yeah except him their daughter well his daughter slash her daughter yeah and it's like who else is dealing with that so all y'all that are like so frustrated that and i'm that's why i'm calling people out so like anybody who i'm sorry anybody who has that opinion it's like okay so are you caring for her yeah like place yourself in his position are you emotionally unfulfilled you know and then it's like well so you're being unfaithful like it's till death do us part and it's like okay like what 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 is that what is that i guess that's oh that's a good thing like what does that mean yeah so to me it's like Define, I guess, yeah, I guess it's like define death. He's still with her. Yeah. He's with her until she dies. Yeah, so he hasn't left. But that doesn't mean that he can't, like, be fulfilled in his own life, right? I don't know. <laughs> so it, we're, They're in a gray area, I feel, you know, like, they're in a gray area. It's, so let's... I just want to do a quick aside, like okay. in the hospital, in the ER, patient actively coding, right? Mm-hmm. You actually do want family in the room because it helps them with closure because they're actually seeing that all interventions are literally being done to save them. And then mm-hmm. we cannot do anything in addition to that, right? Yeah. One of the hardest things to even have an opinion about as a medical professional is that, you know, you have this person, like, mid-90s, like, just elderly, right? Lives in a nursing home. Ain't nobody visits you in a nursing home, typically. I mean, if I can speak in general. Yeah. Um, it's like, you're, you're on your own. It's just the staff. Family shows up. And they still want them to be, to be full code. And that person does not have the mental faculties at, at, at all for, for a while. Um. And you have to honor their wishes, but it's like knowing all of that, it's it's hard to accept it because it's like, look, that person this person is suffering. Like they've been in this hospital back and forth many times. I've taken care of them many times. It's like and I, you are here intermittently. So it's like just because you're paying tribute to their memory and you're just trying to keep them in your life, mm-hmm. um, I'm all about honoring human life but 
Like there comes a time where you have to admit when somebody is just hurting. Yeah. And when you just need and to like, make them as comfortable as possible. And what are you hanging on to? Like truly right. quantifying what are you hanging on to? Is that your guilt that you have for not being there with them? And you're like, no, 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 no. I just like, it's a heroic measure just to keep them around. Yeah. And it's like, but you don't know them and you're not around them. So it's like there, there comes a time to let go. At, like, are you keeping them around for your own, like, piece of, for your own peace of mind at the expense of their just function, you know? And I'm not saying that B is a lost cause or anything. Right. Right? I mean, I'm just saying that there are, there are just limits of emotional range. And right. so you know that. If you, if you f expect a human being to be asexual in a relationship like that, where, mm -hmm. I mean, clearly she, she cannot consent to sex, right? right? Clearly. Um, she cannot give him, so physically, she cannot provide that to him. Emotionally, she cannot provide that aspect to him. So then, like, he can live that life if you, if you just want to say, no, 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 those are the constraints of the relationship now, mm -hmm. and you need to live in that. It's like, who gave you the authority to, to have people live in whatever situation? Like, people could just divorce in that situation. And then what? Then what happens to her? Yeah, she becomes like a ward of the state or I, yeah. like, I don't know. What like, that would fall to, to other family. Yeah. Like, so someone could have easily have abandoned that situation long ago. Yeah. Because um, she's been, she's had this since, what, 2013? Diagnosed, diagnosed in 2013. Yeah. It's been a while. So it's been a while. Ooh. I mean, we in 2019 now, y'all. So he's been in this for six years, almost. She's again. She is still a human being. She is still needs to be afforded all the dignities of a human. Right. And her life is still precious, but her life has radically changed now. The definition of her life has radically changed now. All of her needs technically are still being met. She's still in a very loving relationship. Mm. She like all of her hygienic needs are met as far as we know. As far as we know. All of her medical mm. needs are met as far as we know. As far as we know. So like everything is is there. Her emotional needs are different. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she is not capable of love. Um, it's just not like marriage has changed as we've talked about yeah. in previous episodes. I think what the public frustration and outcry and anger is really over is that they're having, they're having to acknowledge like the real realities of for better or worse, sickness and health, right. death do you part. Right. Um, because like this is this is the for worse part you know of mm. the union this is the for worse um i mean and to come at it from the christian perspective right then it is kind of like yeah i mean you know you straight up just like with another woman you know physically and whatnot and so that comes with its own set of frustration because then it's it's that acknowledgement of people as sexual beings and people having sexual urges and sexual right. needs right. that she cannot meet she cannot consent to and meet for him um and so then 
yeah, I guess the question becomes like, culturally, everyone has, everyone's saying, well, then no, then he just needs to become, you know, asexual now. And that's, that's that. And it's kind of like, I mean, saying that someone has to become that and then actually becoming that are two very wildly different things, you know? Well, I mean, so if you're giving that ultimatum, then... It is very ultimatum-y. What's what's the other choice? It's like, no, so then you need to be asexual or what? Or like, right. or, you de- or you're not with her. Or it's like people aren't even giving that option because she's in that state and she needs to be cared for. Yeah. And so then, and then I come to like, yeah, so I, cause I saw some of the, you know, some of the backlash on the internet was like, oh, well, why doesn't he just divorce her? And to what end? Like, again, she doesn't have her mental faculties. A lot of, that's the other thing too. A lot of people are like, aren't understanding how divorces work. I think you don't just decide like, oh, this relationship's over. I'm getting a divorce. Yeah, Especially she can't after consent t- to that. She can't consent. <laughs> so, Ooh, yeah. yeah, she can't consent to a divorce. Like, because that's the whole thing. If you divorce someone, you both have to have your own lawyers. You both have to, like, one of you files paperwork. Like, Unless she's had an estate. Unless she's made the estate before. Before which she, might she, have. When she, yeah, which she might have done that. You know, if she knew early on it was coming, she might have set things in motion for herself. Um... So it is kind of like, you know, he, if y'all want, like, it, let's really explore that option. If you wanted to divorce her and it somehow went through, also, that's the other thing. Divorces take years at times, especially considering how long they've been married, one, and how much, because he is her business partner. Mm-hmm. So how much, like, they both own, technically, of this business they built together to split all of that is going to take time. And then again, like half of it goes, let's say they just decide to be amicable about the divorce and just split everything evenly, right? Half of it goes to her. She is not in her right mind to do anything with that half. Who is caring for her? Who is like... Who's her power of attorney? Who's her her legal entity? There you go. Who's her power of attorney? Who's her legal... like? Probably. Probably, yeah, because usually that kind of stuff does defer to the spouse. Who's the executor of her estate if she probably has an estate? Probably her, him. Probably him. So it's kind of like there's a lot of realities that people aren't real, like that I think people aren't acknowledging in regards to like not even just the spiritual connection of marriage, but just the contractual side of marrying somebody and what that means. Even between the two of us, like I think our first episode on this channel for the Beastcast was talking about prenuptial agreements right mm. and how you know we didn't think to do one because we ain't had nothing yeah, we didn't have anything <laughs> it was like you want to take half of my nothing go right ahead but now you know looking i think we had like i think in that episode we did a whole like oh well what if we had met now to where it's like you've actually done a few things and maybe by now you probably would own a condo and i'd probably own this and x y and z would you probably want to prenup now and I think you had said no still, but I was kind of like, I'd probably think about it. Especially if Cedric was already around, I would probably right. want to leave something to him. And I wouldn't want you to touch that because it's for him, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know, man. It's like he's in between a rock and a hard place to say the least. Um, and I can understand that. I do feel like, though, the way that he's going about it in the public eye is just kind of like not everyone needs to be privy 
to that amount of suffering. But at the same time, the silver lining of all of this, I feel like, is also that it's making more awareness about what it truly means to be a caregiver mm. and the struggles that people with Alzheimer's have to face on a very personal level that are kind of very hidden from the public eye. Um, there's that aspect of it, too. So it's kind of like, oh, man, I don't know. Because now we're all talking about Alzheimer's. We're all talking about mental, like what it means to have a mental capacity, what it means to... Like, there's a lot of ways you can lose someone without them actually dying, you know? So, mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like collectively people feel opinionated because they want to protect this person who is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. B is, is in a vulnerable place, and so Definitely. they feel like she's being taken advantage of. What do they call those, like, sister-wife situations? It's just like a polyamorous thing, right? Yeah, like a polygamist. Polygamist, thank marriage. you. Marriage. So... I think I told you like, oh, I, I could never see myself doing that because I don't, like, I can't love two people, mm. right? So it's like, I love you differently than I love my parents, mm -hmm. differently than I would love our potential children. Like there's a different type of love, mm -hmm. but I cannot split the love that I have and feel for you with another woman. Yeah. It's like, oh no, I love her equally. And it's like, no, you don't, you can't. It's not, it's not an umbrella. It's like, no, you're both covered from the rain. It's like, no, she's still getting a little wet. Yeah. Well, so I think I think it's about thinking about... Well, so then does he still love her with the same extent? Like, is there is it a different type of love, I guess, is what I'm saying. I think it's probably just a different type of... I don't know if I would even define it as love, but it's a different emotion that he probably feels mm. with this other woman. Um, I would define him being his care him being B's caregiver I would define that as love because again to me love is action mm. and so him being her caregiver he is loving her actively you know knowing full well that he will not receive any return for what he is doing for her there will be no return on that investment on mm. that giving to her right oh, his, his love to be is selfless to a degree. <laughs> mm. Let's not go, let's not put him on a pedestal or okay. anything. But No, right, I wasn't trying to do that, I'm sorry. But to a degree, he will not receive anything back for what he's doing for her. And I guess the uh, argument would be made that, you know, the past, yeah, the argument would be made that for the past 26 years or so, before this happened, she was loving him. And so this is like him paying it forward. Or, you know, you could make that argument or whatever. And then he has this, relationship with this other person to basically like get him by in the love he's giving to his wife so when we were attending a church up in austin um they were doing this marriage series they did this series like different series throughout the year um and we just so happened to jump in on one of the marriage ones and the the pastor was saying you know one of the reasons why people cheat is because you feel like there's something missing in the relationship. Mm. And so you feel like you're either not being treated the same or the way that you want to be treated. Um, or like there's some sort of deficit in the relationship. So you try to look for that outside of it, right? But then the relationship that you have with that other person, with a cheaty, um, like once you try to make that the main relationship, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like, it's a different type of, connection that you two have like it wasn't meant to be sustained it was meant to be like a, quick a distraction burnout. right frankly i wonder how much 
this woman is purely a distraction for him, like an escape. And is that still okay to be? Right. Is it okay for you? I mean, everyone's, she's got to consent to that, I guess. But they're, yeah, they're two consenting adults. Yeah. So. so, I mean, I guess she's okay with it. But what is that? What is that SZA song? Like, I got him for the weekend, you know? Mm. It's irrelevant if I think it's okay or not. So, <laughs> but I well, do. Well, no, I mean, that's the whole point of the, of the podcast. Right. You feel sure. like it's okay. I, I, don't but <laughs> oh you don't feel it's okay i was going off on this big tangent over here i don't feel i mean what is it about it that you don't feel all right with i don't feel like it's okay i think mostly because and again this might just be because i don't know the inner workings of other people or whatever but um i i, I have known people that have been full-time caregivers to their spouses that have gone through similar things. And as far as I know, they made it work. And they had a strength to do it. <sighs> but well, at the same time, no, I'm sorry. at the same time, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've never been in that situation, right? I've only been privy to it from a certain degree of separation. I don't know what I would do if like you became incapacitated at such you know and she, i wouldn't say she's that old she's not she's in her 50s i think she's in her 60s so let's let's make a like a perfect like scenario for this so let's oh. say well no let's say like the person you are with is in a coma but they're only in a coma for like 3 out of the 4 months 3 out of the 4 weeks of a month this is super stupid, but... Okay. And so your needs are not being met for three weeks out of the month. But for one... Like, this is some stupid Pirates of the Caribbean garbage. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, every seven years he comes back and... Yeah. So is it okay to be in another relationship? Because your needs aren't being met... Yeah. 75% of the time. Yeah. It's like, so then can you rationalize being with another person... I don't know. Man. I get like that's. I feel a certain type of way about like dumping on this dude, but I mean, there is a devil's advocate point where, like, what is the line? Yeah. Yeah. It's like so if she was, if she had like a little bit more memory, would that not be okay? Mm-hmm. But like, she's still not consenting for sex, or like she still can't really care for herself, but like she kind of remembers things. So, like, is that too much of B that's in there for it to justify yeah. an extramarital relationship? Yeah, because now you're having, having to quantify, essentially, like, her spirit to a degree. How much of B is too much B to for, justify an yeah, extramarital relationship? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know, Ming. 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 I mean, this is a hard topic. I It's like with most of the stuff that we talk about, it's like, you know what? I mean, it's like, it's kind of, you don't really live it. So it's hard to make an, it's easy to make an opinion about it. Yeah, because you don't really live it. So it's easy to make an opinion. Yeah. But is it valid? Yeah. It bothers you though. That's interesting. It does bother me. I think actually, you know what I think it is? I think it is because after being married for some time, and this is not a drag on you or anything like that. Here it comes. 
Three. But like. Two. One. Like it's hard being a woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this is true. It's, it's hard. It's a bombshell. And I don't know. It's hard being a woman. And it's so. Oh, I get. I know mm. what it is. It's so socially acceptable and so much like it's so socially acceptable for men to just like move on Mm. and Mm. for women it's not and so on the one hand i completely understand where he's coming from and why he's doing what he's doing because i've been around caregivers and i understand the life that they have and it's hard it's a hard life but then at the same time i can't i also have to acknowledge that like for men it's just it's just different for men yeah so many people put that hypothetical like oh well what if he was dating a black woman right but mm-hmm. what if it was the other way around so what if b was still coherent and he was the one with alzheimer's so would it be acceptable then for her to be in a quote-unquote extramarital relationship. Yeah. No, and you're right. Probably not because people would expect her... To stand by her man. To stand by her man. Dang. And do it. Grit her teeth and bear it. And... um, That's... Wow. So I think that's... I think that's what's at the core of what's bothering me. Why do you keep blowing my mind? (laughs) Like the most recent podcast, you're like, oh no, here's an argument. And I was like, oh crap. (laughs) Yeah, I got no answer for that. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think that's what really bothers me. But at the same, again, I understand. Like, I completely understand where he's coming from. I also, again, I also don't think, like, he don't need to be sharing everything. Like, just live your life. Just live your life, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, but people be messy like that. People do be messy like that. Mm, this is why this is this is one of the things though that's why i feel like it's interesting all the different types of conversations we've had over the years about especially i think because of you having the medical background that you have all the conversations we've had privately about like when i need to potentially like potentially just let you go Mm -hmm. mentally you know if it ever came to that um and I think I've touched on it with you a little bit too of like, if I go, I would want you to honor X, Y, and Z, you know? Um, and mm. all of those things are conversations that, yeah, people should be having. I would like to think, I hope that B and Gasby, Dan, Dan. Um, I hope, I assume, being as well off and business partnery as they probably were. I'm sure they did have a lot of these conversations already because you kind of have to. No, you never know. That's true. A lot true. of people, like, these things happen and they don't have plans. That's actually, no, you're right. That's true. But it's, like, it's unfortunate that you have to, like, have these conversations, but I think it's good to have them, you know? Like, you and I have had conversations about, like, medications and how they affect the mind and, like, mm-hmm. when one of us needs to step in for the other. And take things away, you know. Yeah, by the way, singular can affect. Singular, a common asthma medication, may have a common side effect of uh, just weird, weird thoughts, yeah. weird dreams. And it's like, hmm, you stop taking this medication. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, 
this is these are like this this type of conversation and these sort of shades of gray is like where you find out just what marriage truly is what you truly individually define marriage as well because the human mind like what makes you you mm-hmm. is so easily taken away like it's a yeah. balance of chemicals and ions and it's like random weirdly shaped cells that shoot electricity at each other and somehow form memories and are interpreted as whatever yeah. right it's like someone bonks you on the noggin and everything's or did you take the wrong medication or something and like you ain't you it's such a delicate balance of yeah what mentally makes you you even like even like just within our own relationship like on a very obviously i don't have dementia or anything like that but Mm -hmm. it's like just birth control think about all the iterations of me being on it and getting off it and you seeing how much that like would mentally shift me because of the hormone and the hormone shifts and all of that right i wasn't myself which is why I made the executive decision to get off of it. <laughs> it was yeah. like the benefit wasn't, you know, wasn't outweighing the con for me. Right. You know. I just want people to think, like truly think about the situation. Like I always want people to just like, wear take the a shoes minute. of the other person. Yeah. It's like literally, don't just think about like, oh yeah, if I was there, I'd totally, I wouldn't totally do that. And it's like, no, literally really put yourself, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Be in that situation where you are, you have X, Y, and Z think about it and yeah. then if you think you have the same opinion then there you go there you go i honestly don't know what i would do if i if i were in that situation in his situation and you had alzheimer's and stuff i don't know what i would do i also just like don't know yeah i don't know what i would do i wouldn't i know i wouldn't want to put you in a home or assisted living facility i definitely wouldn't want to do that i would want you with me cuz mm. like i would feel a responsibility to have you with me i mean and not because i'm your wife but just like to honor yeah to honor the commitment you know and this is a bad joke but i said you know like if i ever die like feel free to move on but i'm haunting you i'm haunting that dude (laughs) yeah you have said that before yeah good luck having sexual relationships then it's like oh that's so controlling of you for wanting to like not let her move on like, yeah because oh, i said dang. that too i was like if i go and i'm relatively young i want you to move on don't live in the past you know i remember that happened with uh who's it Patton oswald mm. his wife passed and uh i think it was like a year and a half two years and he got remarried yeah which i mean he mourned her though he did and but it was also like he got a lot of backlash when he got remarried and i and i remember seeing that and was like what he you want people to move on like if you have one thing for one it's hard to find the right person to marry first to begin off with, right if you're blessed enough to find it twice wow you know <laughs> like you know so I don't know. I was going to say something and I forgot. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) But I value you as a human being. I value you as a human being too. Definitely. They're stumbling through it. He's stumbling through the next part of his marriage, I guess. You know? And we are watching one avenue way to stumble through it. Yeah, this is... (laughs) 
This is a way to do it. This is a way. This is, here is one way you can stumble through your partner getting Alzheimer's. This is all the dirty laundry just like, yeah, look here. And this stain, this stain was a particularly bad day yeah. or stain. Um, I remember this day vividly. Yeah. Here's, here is one way to stumble through marriage. <laughs> Let me tell y'all how not to stop bleeding. <laughs> Mud doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. In the comments below, let us know what y'all think about the situation because he's basically opened it up to the world stage to have an opinion on it. So here we are. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.